0: Hello and welcome to the Football Ramble this Monday. Ajax have stolen all the Premier League's goals. <laughs> it's Monday the 26th of October, I'm Jules Breet. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson.
1: They've taken (laughs) them all. The lost art of keeping defence. Absolutely (laughs) ruthless.
0: Can we all just blame Vish? Because he's been moaning for the last few weeks that the Premier goals. League are having too many goals. Mm. So now let's just all blame him because yeah, it's, it's, it's all stopped now. He's
2: got what he wanted that... and now we're having to start with the Eredivisie. <laughs> <laughs> <saw>
1: that, coming.
0: <laughs> that was more like it though. Defending,
1: Unreal. narrow wins, <laughs> Arsenal being shite. It was brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: before we do get started with everything, uh, just a quick reminder or to tell you for the first time in case you didn't know, we've got the first Ramble Meets episode of the season now available on Football Ramble Presents and it is well worth checking out because... Because Andy Brassel sat down with none other than the man himself, the Arsene Wenger. Ooh, yes. exciting stuff. Oh, so good. They talked about his formative years coaching in France, some highlights from his two decades in North London at Arsenal. Uh, it will be a fascinating listen. So make sure you check it out. Just search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app to listen and subscribe now. Have you, have you heard any of it yet, Jim? I've
2: heard a little bit of it. Yeah, mm. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't allowed to submit questions because they're all about his big coat. Uh, but obviously, <laughs> Andy's a lot more professional. So uh, yeah, they that's, that's going to be a they, great listen. Did
1: they talk about the photo shoot? remember when he had that photo where he was at the end of a jetty in a full <laughs> three-piece <laughs> yeah. or, or, or lounging uh, against a bar that time and he, yeah. looked, he just looks uncomfortable in clothes doesn't or he? playing beach football yes mm. lovely he
2: photographs strangely doesn't he mm. Arsene yeah. shall we say yeah. but yeah check it out
0: yeah will be definitely a good listen uh, also just to mention Jim you decided not to pay to watch Arsenal <laughs> uh, yeah I would not pay the
2: ransom I do not ransom. negotiate with terrorists <laughs> so, no I didn't (laughs) I didn't pay Mm. Um, I'm I'm not not having it I'm not doing it no I figure if um, if enough people do it because you know they're over a barrel then it will become the norm and I don't. I don't. Did I you don't pay wanna...
1: the money to the food bank instead, like the Newcastle fans? I actually fans. did
2: give some money to the food bank over the weekend, but it was oh, unrelated. I think food, bank,
1: food banks are all right. You think they should be supported under this Tory government? Yeah, yeah I do get out, actually. Get out, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> get out, Jim. <laughs> go and vote. <laughs> oh.
0: But there we go. Leicester beating Arsenal one 0 last night. So you didn't miss too much. Although we did watch the highlights on Match of the Day 2 yeah. mm. and you did think, Jim, didn't you? Should have been a goal to Arsenal. Do, You're going to yeah. say that, but actually, I'm with you on that.
2: Yeah, I, I think um, it was a very unusual. um situation because I don't think Jack is interfering I don't think he's, he's mm. um, impeding uh, Schmeichel in any way so I think that's a weird one it's a very different game after that but it all honestly feels like it was just written by like a sort of football manager kind of algorithm That doesn't mm. it Vardy <laughs> coming on back from injury scoring in the 80th minute yeah like and he wasn't M- fully Mustafi fit, was making a cameo and those two combining <laughs> effectively like it's just all, all so very predictable and um, uh, frustrating so a lot of I possession
1: mean, just very little creativity year, yeah a very real pro- Prime near Arsenal. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, in the last four games, they've um, uh, beaten Sheffield Sheffield United, but have uh, lost to Leicester, uh, Man City, and Liverpool. So it's you know underwhelming business as usual at the moment. Mm. So Arteta's got some stuff to think about ahead of uh, the next league game against Man United.
0: I do feel watching Arteta though, he I feel like he's slightly morphing into Pep Guardiola on the touchline. They've got very similar mannerisms with the way they sort of guide their team through a ninety minutes. I think. It's yeah. quite interesting to they watch they wear
1: similar jumpers uh, i yeah that too in, in warmer months that too yeah.
2: The s- similar men i mean i do feel like you know if arsenal like have a really good result against man united which at the moment is looking unlikely if if arteta goes all giddy like guardiola does then we're in full on like <laughs> this is some sort of weird kind of body horror thing going on here where he's going to literally turn into
1: him i mean there's nothing there's nothing to stop them getting a decent result against manchester united the 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 way that they're playing at the moment quite spotty form like, like, if lax and obbs can sort their form out a little bit and start finishing things again yeah
2: yeah, well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, mm. It just—it uh, just is lacking a little bit creativity, I think, yes. at the moment. Um, and answers—answers uh, answers to that problem need to be mm. found. And I think albamiang down the, the middle makes sense, but you know. Mm. He's not going to listen to me, is he? Mm-hmm.
0: He's not. No, he's not. Sorry. Uh, a tactical masterclass class from Brendy Rogers, though, wasn't yeah. it? So congratulations to Leicester. There's quite a few underwhelming games this weekend, so we're going to kind of... We're It was Last bit, time wasn't I did it? a show with you,
1: you were like, there's nothing to talk about. There is nothing to talk <laughs> about.
0: <laughs> but, 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 I feel like there were a couple of games that just sort of leaped out that, that were more interesting. So we're going to get stuck mm. into those, like Southampton beating Everton 2-0, which means Everton now have been beaten this season they are still top of the Premier League table Mm. but how good was Southampton I mean they really really impressed me the way that they they controlled that entire game they dominated they restricted Everton to getting crosses in the box which is where they're they're so threatening particularly Mm. with Dominic Calvert-Lewin he was he was what's the word is it ominous yeah, uh, an, anonymous. yeah. Oh, oh, an, an, anonymous yeah he was the opposite anonymous. of the ominous opposite. Yeah. The I opposite. mean, anonymous he, yeah, he was anonymous, anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ominously
1: bad <laughs>
0: ominously anonymous <laughs> a
1: looming <laughs> figure of um,
2: underwhelm yeah he was did he have something like two touches in the box yeah, surprising like from him I, but yeah. Southampton are a very very good team aren't they and I think they've kind of they've gone under the radar a little bit in terms of people's expectations of them this season because um they finished last season pretty strongly. Um, Hassan Hoot was clearly a very very good coach. Danny Ings is, is a, an exceptional striker, and we're now seeing that he's getting the, in, getting the best out of Shay Adams as well. Which is, which is you know. Is a big coup for them, really, because when they signed, there were reasonably high expectations. Obviously, he's come from Birmingham in the championship. He scored 22 goals in 2018-19. So you think he's coming in for goals. He didn't immediately do that. So the temptation was to think, oh, maybe this just isn't going to work out. But his hold-up play's pretty good, and he's starting to work very well with Danny Ings now. So I think his his role is probably changing a little bit and the expectations of him are probably changing a little bit. He's perhaps more of a foil for Ings, but obviously he's got his goal at the weekend. Hopefully mm. that'll kind of, it'll start to open up. He scored that brilliant goal against Man City last mm. season, didn't he? Mm. Which, is, which is amazing. So, I mean, that is a, I mean, it's, we've got to, got to kind of sh- strike you up Duo up front. That's so rare in the league now, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? And like, it's it's exciting to watch. And obviously, on his day, Musa Gineppo is an incredible player as well. Like, he shows shows moments of absolute brilliance sometimes. So I'm quite excited about Southampton this season. And I'm actually not that surprised that that they've won here. I was surprised that Everton seemed a little bit toothless compared to what we've seen of them so far. But I think a lot of that is down to Southampton controlling the game. Very well, well, I think
1: I get the feeling that this season is going to be all about players. Uh, sorry, squads who can stay fit. Um, Everton. It, it, Apart from their their first eleven, uh, the manager picks. Obviously, uh, they're they're quite light, I think, and 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 that is only going to get worse through the season. Very little preseason for most clubs uh, in the Premier League, and, and and as soon as they get a couple of absentees they look quite an ordinary ordinary side.
0: Mm. And no Richarlison for the game Mm. as well. He was suspended off the back of um, Mm. the sending off in the Merseyside derby. And now Everton are going to have to, moving forward, do without Lucas Dean. And I feel like that was probably the main talking point from the game. His sending off, whether it should have been, shouldn't have been. What do you both think?
2: So I don't think it's deliberately reckless play. I maybe I'm naive and I'm giving Dean too much of the mm. doubt, benefit the doubt because he's had a little nibble at um, at Kyle Walker Peters before he's actually fouled him. But he's got his hands up when he goes into him. So I think it's an accidental coming together when he's mm. when he's you know hit, hit his foot like that. But it's still it's still really dangerous play, yeah. and I don't think that absolves it from being a red card. I think it is a red card, and I think it will be a four game ban because they're going to appeal it, and I don't think they're going to win that appeal. Mm-hmm. That's what Angelotti said after the game anyway they seem to be furious about it but but yeah i mean going back to what you're saying about that sort of lack of depth pete um richarlison missing means alex awobi started in his place and he was hooked at half time for bernard Mm. so that like you know neither of those are particularly neither of those are particularly inspiring either so i know i know both have got qualities but it it does back up what you're saying there like when you've got those bigger players missing perhaps this is what happens there's less of a spark Mm.
0: I think the thing is with the the red card for Luca Dean, I think the reason why people are getting so annoyed about it is, Pete, you're right, there is this inconsistency of what is a red card, what isn't a red card. What's getting checked, what's Uh, not getting checked. And and that's the thing is that I think it was Kevin Friend that was the referee and he showed the red card almost instantly Yeah. Yeah, and he did have a good view of it he felt like he didn't need to go over to the monitor and check. And and that's fine if that's how he feels on the pitch. And, and you know, we, we do want the referees on the pitch to have the final say. Yeah. We do want that. Um, I think in this situation, though, it was more the kind of whole coming together of that entire challenge. Because mm. he takes, I think, the reason why he gets sent off is more the swipe before the actual tackle. Well, that's because, what I meant, like the first, yeah. Yeah, that's what you meant. Because the, like you say, Jim, there's no intent there. We're not saying that Luca Dean meant to hurt Walker-Peters. Mm. But the point that that doesn't really come into red cards nowadays. It doesn't have to be intentionally malicious. It doesn't have to be intentionally out to hurt the player. I don't think many footballers would do that anyway. Um, the The case is, is that it was endangering the safety of the player. That's why he was sent off. But I think more so it was probably the whole situation rather mm, than yeah. that exact movement that sent him off if that makes yeah. sense.
2: Just clumsy and like Dean was clearly fired up as well. Or mm. Dina. Um, it's very he's a brilliant player, should be yeah, said. He's yeah, yeah. a really, really good player, Luke Dina. But um
0: He'll be a miss though, won't yeah, he? Yeah he
2: will be. He will be a massive, massive miss for them. And like I say, I think probably for four games.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um so in terms of Southampton, they were very good and Ralph Hasenhootel seems to be really forging something at Southampton. And I know everyone's sort of bored of the whole 9-0 sort of storyline from last year, a year to the day since that happened. But (laughs) since then, seriously, they have been really impressive. I put them down as one of the dark horses for this year that could potentially break into a European position. And I stand by that. I did feel a little bit foolish after they'd lost their first two games of the Premier League thinking that as a prediction <laughs> yeah. but now I'm glad that it's kind of worked out and, and as a manager I really like him he's got this real presence I've interviewed him before and he's big strong tall I feel like he's got authority over the players mm. and clearly a bit of a tactical genius with what he's doing at Southampton and and also hang on wasn't, this the, manager, wise.
1: wasn't this the manager who said you had a nice top on
0: no, that was Daniel Farker. It was a far
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought you were giving him props because no, 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 he'd no, given no, you no. props, right? Okay, no, right.
0: Ralph Hasan did not comment on my clothing, <laughs> uh, which makes me like him even more. Uh, stuck strictly to business. Um, so yeah, no, I really think that Southampton are building something, and and um, mm-hmm. I think they're they're ones to watch, and they're one of those teams I feel like can beat anyone on their day so let's see what happens so Southampton being Everton 2-0 another one of the standout games was the first game of the weekend Uh, Villa nil Leeds 3 what a victory for Leeds because Aston Villa had been unbeaten heading into that game Uh, and well the only team that had won all four of their matches Mm. heading into that match and then Leeds were just absolutely brilliant a hat trick from Patrick Bamford they
1: relentless they they got so Patrick (laughs) they got (laughs) you should write a headline Um, they got so many shots off and and if you're mm. going to get that many shots off, you're giving yourself a very good platform for which mm-hmm. to win a football match. But yeah, they they, 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 they just press so well. And uh, I think I may have started the season by saying if, if they play like they did the first couple of games of the season, they, they will go down because they, they were leaking so many goals. But they've kind of tidied up. They, they, they've had a couple of injuries back in the side. Uh, sorry, not injuries back in the side, but players have come back from injury even more and returned
0: to it? the side.
1: <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they just never switch off. They're so intense. Yeah.
2: I mean it all comes from the manager, doesn't it? Like comes from the top down. But like I, I think um
0: Do you think we'll ever find out the name of his translator? Because bless him, he's never named no. in all the interviews. He sits there and he just gets on with his business. Also what this I do find, mouth. what I find amusing about those translated interviews is that uh, Biasa seems to talk forever and then the translator just goes. Yeah, he says it was a good win. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's not all he said. Tell yeah. me the whole story.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe after the fact, we should get a proper, tra- like, proper subtitles of what he actually said <laughs> yeah. compared to what this translator guy's saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of the translator, man. It's also, it is all the more impressive that Bielsa's got them playing like this without being able to directly communicate in the same language with a lot of the players, which is brilliant. Um, but I mean, Dean Smith said after the game, like, that. You know, it could have been worse, and it's such a credit to Leeds, isn't it, that they've they've managed to um to, to start so well. And also, this was a bit of a full storm, wasn't it? Because on the Friday night, this happens, You feel like, oh, are we gonna we're uh, we gonna get another mad weekend? And then, <laughs> yeah. no, not really. Yeah. I think it's the form table that's sort of gone out the window, isn't it? The form table is now a bit mad. That's perhaps mm, I quite why. Quite like this, it though. Yeah, I quite like the it as well. The <laughs>
0: unexpected nature of the Premier League. Yeah, who thought we'd ever say it?
2: I know, right and. Patrick Bamford as well. What a, what a lovely chap! What a charming fellow! I can't lovely, he? quite place my finger on what he reminds me of. I feel like it's or yeah, or, on my finger. Yeah, my figure. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to place my finger on Patrick Bamford. As Why? I've got clear. a lovely finger. Yeah. Well, that's you know that's so his business. Yeah. yeah, and my business. But I, you were asked he to feels... do nude,
1: you have to do a nude weekend. <laughs> I was over the weekend. asked to do a nude stand-up <laughs> gig <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah,
2: a lot of a lot of comedians within a certain price bracket <laughs> were where, um, were asked to do to do nude stand-up gigs. It's clearly some sort of wind. Up, right, more on that as we get it. Mm. Um, <laughs> nice, but yeah, Bamford. I feel like he's like, take your time. maybe
1: your mates what a mournful stripper <laughs> tune! <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, there's only one button undone. Yeah, it's I mean, disappointing. Have, it, I yeah. mean, how
2: far do you want this, me to go with this? It's not really a podcast feature, Magic is it, Jim? We got hey, cameras, the cameras, in the on. We cameras on. on so get we'll get on. back to uh, Patrick Banford. I am
1: trying to figure out what kind yes. of person
2: he reminds me of. Though, he's like your cousin's new boyfriend at a wedding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, lovely very lovely polite, fella. Yeah.
1: Very polite. He's got. He's got. I guess he's got an interesting background because he's a, a, a little more uh, well off. I think yes. he went to a nice school. He mm. got his GCSEs, so everyone talks about the fact that he can play the the, the, the violin and stuff like that. So it's kind of um, him
0: and Kate should do a duo. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I
1: tell you what he's like. It's like a posh farmer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like how, mm. how
0: how can you work out
1: outside all day and likes sort of have dogs, such a likes dogs but grew up on a farm so it, it treats them as, as the animal that it is yeah 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 rather yeah. than the friend <laughs> yeah. But Dean Smith Dean Smith did sort of say it, like Aston Villa were lucky to to uh, lose uh, just three 0 because yeah. they were absolutely relentless.
0: Mm. Although you you have to say though for Villa, if it hadn't been for that goal cleared off the line in mm. the first half, it could have been quite a different game. Yeah. What a clearance that yeah. was! By mm. the way, I love it. don't you love to see it.
2: Oh, it's brilliant. it's like, off the line? It's like the defender's equivalent of scoring a goal that, isn't it? Aside from when they actually score. But you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's clearing off the line's gotta be a hell of a feeling.
1: It's only better if you clear off the line onto the bar, onto your head and then in. <laughs> that's, that's more fun.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm delighted for Patrick Bamford though, because coming into the season, especially with the signing of Rodrigo as well there, there was this fear that maybe he wouldn't get necessarily the opportunities mm. that he's had so far, but he's he's played every single game for Leeds so far and he's scored six goals in six games now and, and already got a hat-trick in the yeah. first few games mm. of the season. Uh, and he's really proving some doubters wrong because what we've seen of him in the Premier League before, it hasn't quite worked out for him. And actually, I think in a way that possibly that signing of Rodrigo is, as maybe helped him because when when a new player like that signs, a club record signing comes in, you expect them to start ahead of you, don't you? And mm. I think that's maybe just encouraged him to to step up a little bit mm. more and, and just prove everyone wrong, even more so than maybe he initially intended to. Um, and of the three goals he scored, my favourite of them against Villa was the last one. Oh, yeah. The confidence brilliant. that that would have taken. He had like three or so players around him and somehow he finds that bit of space. Yeah, The footwork was brilliant. The finish was excellent. He picks the, the part of the goal that I wasn't expecting him to pick as well. Um, I just loved that third goal. I thought it yeah. was brilliant. It
2: just looked like... it. It was... It looked like instinct, didn't it? But the instinct of someone who is really, really informed. Because as you say, I didn't expect him to put it there, he, no. and he's 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 shot while you would expect him to still be sort of settling himself and find and picking a shot. He's already mm. done it at that point, and I think that just comes from being so switched on, from being so in tune with with um, with where the goal is because you're in that good form, and it's brilliant to see. I mean, he's 27 years old now, Patrick Bamford. I thought he was younger than that, um, and I think a lot of he's people thought shooting that. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, uh, he just needed the right place, though, didn't he? I think. He was always, you but know, he's
1: the right manager. Yeah, Bielsa, like he doesn't, doesn't <laughs> speak English, but he can certainly, uh, but he can certainly, he's definitely a confidence manager for for the players who feel a little bit lost, like the way that he kind of, um, he was kind of farmed out all over the gaff, wasn't mm. he? And and to be honest, I think no one's more surprised about his actual goal scoring prowess than than than, than Bielsa himself, because obviously, like, he didn't hit hit as many uh, his accuracy wasn't as uh, wasn't as up as it is in, in the Premier League when he played in the Championship so yeah I'm, I'm glad he's finally at 27 <laughs> yeah. final
0: shooting move. I just hope that he carries on though because we mm. saw this last year with Norwich didn't we that everyone was questioning whether Pookie could do it mm. in the Premier League and then he did and he started the season really well and then it all kind of fell off a bit yeah. Um. but
2: Norwich were terrible they were terrible yeah. Leeds are good yeah so. absolutely Leeds was a quite are a big good. difference good. <laughs> quite a big
0: difference but yeah 5th in the Premier League now after that win what a st- I mean this is this is dreamland for mm. Leeds fans you just only wish that they could be in the stadiums to watch these games especially that one Friday night Villa mm. yeah. Park what a stadium that yeah. is to watch football in and especially under the floodlights as well yeah it's a shame not to see fans isn't it it's
2: annoying isn't it even
0: more so when you're seeing some of these games around Europe like last week in the Champions League and we're seeing a few fans in the stadiums there mm. it just makes you go oh just please let us in yeah
1: pay 15 quid <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> a couple more games to focus on. We'll take a break and then we'll bring you our thoughts on West Ham City and, of course, that thrashing from Ajax. I'm bored
1: watching Newcastle. <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh,
0: That that was that was uh, vicious from him yesterday. Vicious from
1: Kieran Dyer. Kieran Dyer. He was yeah.
0: go- going for it beforehand. I, I,
1: I, I agree with him, <laughs> loudly, quite frankly. <laughs> but you
0: don't normally hear pundits be that no, honest, do you? No. They're normally a little bit more kind of uh, how do you say it. Uh, well, like more rounded with mm. their opinions, and a little kind bit of
1: more measured,
0: a little bit more measured. That's the word. Yeah, but he's he's, he's just... a player
1: who refused to play for Bobby, for Bobby Robson. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, and were they were they boring, Pete? Yesterday,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your blues song it's your stripping blues song you just sang that's <laughs> how uh, boring it was it
0: isn't one of our featured games we're going to talk about and that is exactly why although it did mm. finish a one all draw um, right let's get to Betway's 4 to score update because uh, before we get to the emails we want to see how we got on um, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free just to remind you each week pick the first goal score in Betway's 4 selector matches for your chance to win the weekly 50 grand jackpot make sure your selections are submitted before the first game further terms and conditions do apply and predictably boys sadly we were out after game one Uh, well done Uh, Marcus who picked Danny Ings to score first in Southampton against Everton of course it was James Ward-Prowse that got the goal Um, Luke though did get a correct result he picked Raul Jimenez to score first in the Wolves Newcastle game which as we know ended A one-all draw in the end. Jacob Murphy with that free kick to equalise. Arsenal versus Leicester. Kate picked Harvey Barnes, who's in good form at the moment. Wasn't a bad pick from Kate. But, of course, it was Jamie Vardy who came on as a substitute to score the winner for Leicester. And game four is tonight. Burnley against Tottenham. Hopefully this is one where all the goals will come from, Mm. boys. Um, Eight o'clock kickoff. Jim, you yeah. picked Son to score. So uh, let's see how you get on. Yeah, hopefully
2: we can get two out of four at least. Yeah, <laughs> That'd hopefully. be nice, wouldn't it? Not and that it matters. He yeah. and it scored first after we've been, you know, picking this over and over again. Maybe the curse is broken and we can move on from it now. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll be back with another round of Betway's Four to Score on the preview show this Friday. Right, it's now time for This. Yes. We love hearing from you. Show at footballramble.com to get in touch with absolutely anything you want to say. I mean, there could be a petition for Jim to do stand-up naked if you want. You can keep <laughs> it's those emails happening. coming in. Uh, this is from Danny Owen who says, Hello, Team Ramble. About five years ago, while taking a well-earned break from my university studies, I decided to tune into a Thursday night Copa del Rey round two time involving Las Palmas and some unpronounceable second-tier side. Yes, my life was as sad in 2015 as it sounds, but there's a reason why I bring this to the Table ramblers, the commentator, a man I've not heard from before or since, decided to end the first half in a rather unique way. Adopting a cartoonish Italian-style accent not too dissimilar to the Miho man, <laughs> the commentator quipped... And that's all, folks. Are. Uh, <laughs> duh. Odd. But imagine my confusion when he trotted exactly the same phrase at full time as well, accent and all. Is anyone else aware of this man of mystery? Did anyone else hear this? Or have any other listeners spotted any baffling attempts at a commentator's catchphrase? Thank you very much for your email, Danny.
2: That, <laughs> yeah, that is weird, isn't it? I suppose Martin <laughs> Tyler's go and it's live! Yeah, which yes. is, you know, he it's what it is, isn't it? Let's when you, say when when you point, choose that
1: that's become, going to become like your catchphrase, how does that kind of manifest itself? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it has the to just come, time, up, the sixth time? come up
2: naturally, doesn't it? Yeah. You can't,
1: presumably you can't give yourself
2: a catchphrase in the same way you can't give yourself a nickname. Like it just sort yeah. of has to happen organically. Yeah. And I think this guy is trying to give himself a catchphrase, isn't he? Because I can't imagine that, and that's all the folks uh, uh sort of comes up that <laughs> I'm glad that you naturally. did it in the accent. I wasn't going to do it. Uh, I think, you know, Dolmio Mario cartoon accent is yeah. fine, right? I'm sure any Italian listeners will be forgiving of that, I would hope, anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea who this man is. No,
0: I've never heard of this no, man.
2: No, the Dolmio man.
0: You'd think that something like this would have been trending on Twitter. 2015, <laughs> yeah. Twitter was big then. Yeah, mm. it was Mm. Would
2: have, that would have happened wouldn't it maybe this was like his one big shot and he just overthought it just like, <laughs> I need a catchphrase oh. never
0: been used ever since yeah. they basically just went absolutely not yeah. right. get, <laughs> get out get, get that's out that's all. ah
1: Maybe that was the R was his producer grabbing him. Get out. Get out.
0: Well he did it at full time he, he just thought well time, yeah. do you know what I'm fucked now I might as well just do it at the end yeah. anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: so
2: Nathan Gisby has been in touch. Hi all. Seeing the recent images of Marcus Turan googling himself for ID <laughs> when Munch and Gladbach pay, played Inter at the Santa Siro last weekend reminded me of when I had a similar account, encounter. About five years ago I met John Parkin in a situation <laughs> where I needed to ask him for ID at which point I was asked to Google him by his friend as he didn't have any on him. I then had to explain that obviously I knew who he was but I needed the physical proof <laughs> needless to say he left unhappy with me <laughs> just let John Parkin in in that situation yeah, right surely I mean I'm clearly I'm I'm not I'm no sort of doorman um, but I think I think that's that, you just asking for trouble there he aren't doesn't you? need the beer
1: Parkin does not need the beer He's a big tell him guy. That? You, <laughs> no, you dress a little
2: bit like a sort of provincial doorman. <laughs> Actually, no, the club owner that kind <laughs> yeah, of is hovering owner. around yeah, them, yeah, yeah, offering just, free shots. behind
1: the bouncers, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Ladies! <laughs> that guy, yeah, him.
0: <laughs> I was with um, Karen Carney recently at a women's football game, and everyone knows who Karen Carney is, especially in the women's football world. Mm. And um, we were getting our accreditation, and you have to obviously say your name and show your ID and whatnot. And it got to Karen, and she went, Hiya, and the woman went, it's Karen Carney, isn't it? And she went, yeah, that's right. She just forgot to say her name, but I did yeah. think to myself, oh, it's so awkward, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, i a awkward. Oh, oh God.
0: <laughs> oh, very awkward. Um, idea. Yeah, no, I know. I did love seeing that last week, the Marcus Thuram thing, because he had. Basically, the reason why they didn't recognize him is he had a face mask on. Because obviously, mm. everyone's got to follow the COVID protocols. So he walk, tries to get into the stadium, and they're like, "Who are you?" And I love the I love the fact that he had to get the picture. <laughs> on. Yeah, it so, good. It's so
2: it's annoying, that isn't it? You, you just got to be like, why Why am I the only person this is happening yeah. to? Yeah,
0: exactly. Everyone else was wearing a mask. You recognized all of that lot. Yeah. Why me? Get a
1: provisional driving license. That's what I've got. Yeah, I can't drive, but I've got one.
2: ID, <laughs> As ID. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. You don't want yeah. to take your passport around, do you?
1: No, exactly.
0: Yeah, necessary. Show at footballramble.com. Get your emails into us. Uh, we'll try and read out as many as we can. Right. Uh, another game from the weekend. West Ham won. Manchester City won. Yet another game from West Ham unbeaten. Yeah. Under, like, what is going on there? They lost their first two Premier League games, and in the last four, they haven't lost, and they've played City, Tottenham, Leicester, and Wolves. It's quite impressive, isn't Brilliant.
2: it? It's, it's Yeah, it's just. I, I,
1: David Moyes has turned it around from from home, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, he just had a couple of days off. Lovely old job, is it? I mean, they, they rode the luck and obviously um, Fabianski certainly kept them in it, but I, I thought it was a really, really solid performance. I mean, I think, until um, uh, Antonio, until he lost Antonio, I thought, in. They could go on and score a couple. What's but what they, a goal? By they the did way, cut, yeah, yeah, amazing. Which, they used to kind of ruin like a like like a wall. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Going, you didn't see this coming, <laughs> did ah, <laughs> you? You load bearing brick like that. Ah. Well, I think part of the problem West
2: Ham have mm. had in, in recent seasons is that they just, for whatever reason, they're. Um, their kind of physical commitment to games has gone down. They weren't running mm. that hard. They weren't, you know, they weren't doing the basics with with the kind of level of commitment that you need in the Premier because League. Because the
1: time gets to Christmas, they've got no chance of getting anything out <laughs> of the whole season. <laughs> Maybe oh, that's it. it.
2: Maybe it will happen again. <laughs> yeah. But I think clearly, Moyes has got them just just working harder and ju- mm. and just just playing harder. They've, oh. they've got a talented squad. They're always an- an- they're Antonio, always underachieving. P-
1: Antonio playing where he plays is just. He's just all over the place He's in a good way. He just scares the crap out of people. Yeah. He's such a cute player. So tough to play against. His movement is cute, incredible. Isn't he? Mate, <laughs> he is. <laughs> I'd like a cute meet with Antonio. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Jared Bowen's a very direct and very sort of committed player yeah, yeah. as well, and his like his energy has added so so much to them. Mm.
1: They're, they're in really good form. They look really organized at the back. They're four, but sorry, five at the back. I thought they, they look really really good. But I just Kevin De Bruyne obviously coming on um, from the bench. That is an important uh, return for for Manchester City because and uh, a quick
0: one as well. Like, yeah, they must be delighted that he's back as quick as he is. Mm. But then they've lost Aguero now again.
1: But I mean, yeah. like, what's Aguero given Manchester City at the moment? I, will this be the season where he doesn't score thirty goals or something? <laughs> yeah. probably, probably not. I but imagine
2: this is, because this is, he always does. This is part of Aguero at City, though, isn't it? He does miss. He does miss periods through injury, and they've, mm. they've dealt with it before, and they've dealt with but it. Usually, Jesus
0: will be fit in those situations, mm. so it's, it's a real issue for City at the moment because they haven't really got a striker. And yes, they can play Sterling in that number nine position, but is it the same?
1: No. no, especially when you're breaking at speed, and obviously Aguero not getting into the positions where he's re- receiving the ball for, from the quick players on the break. He he's he's just not as quick as he used to be, and, and so he needs to play a little bit closer to uh, uh, t- to the goal. But yeah, I just I just think Manchester City. This has been coming for. We look at these matches, and it's kind of par for the course at the moment. With Manchester City. Yeah. Their recruitment over the past couple of seasons has been poor you you don't get a pragmatic approach to games uh you you get dogma from from, from Pep he's got one way of playing and he, and he wants to play it and it usually w- works out quite well they get all of the possession um but as soon as teams kind of start to figure them out a little bit it's it's getting increasingly easy to play against Manchester City and and there's a reason why Phil is one of the most important footballers on the pitch mm. for City it's it's a it's a sad state of affairs for such a talented team
2: his goal was fantastic though and i think um yeah. Jack had a really really good game. He was a very lively, really, really stood out and had a big part in the goal as well. Um, and it's, I mean, it's easy to forget they spent 60 million euros, uh, 60 million pounds on him. Like mm. it's, it's it's crazy some of the players that haven't quite bedded in and, and t- taken a little while to settle. But yeah, it's you're right. It seems, um, they seem just underwhelming this season, don't they? As, mm. as they did last season. They haven't really kicked on, mm. which is surprising.
0: I think the mentality is quite a big thing though as well, Pete. Like what you were just touching on there. I think that prior to maybe last season man city breathed fear into opponents mm. whereas i think last season with the amount of losses they had in in the whole campaign and then the way they've started this one teams are now facing manchester city and and knowing they can get something out of it and that's a huge thing
1: yeah just, 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 let them let them have the ball, and and they sometimes find it quite hard to to break down players. As soon as they get a couple of goals, you've got to go out and play them. But yeah. so many teams are setting up just not to not to go behind to, to Manchester City, and it's frequently working for them. Well,
2: well, I don't know. I think it's the other way. I think teams are a bit emboldened. they feel like they can attack City because yeah. if yeah. if you That's score it, right? against City, City are, are as shocked by it as everyone else is, and mm. then they sort of they don't know what to do because yeah. they're not used to it. They're used All to right. controlling games in a way that um they're perhaps not doing so well this. But as you say, like De Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne is a big, big part of them controlling that midfield. So
0: it used to be a case where you'd think that, regardless of Manchester City's sort of um, flaws in their defence, you could say since companies left that it wouldn't really matter because wouldn't matter so much because they would outscore every team. Mm. And that's probably what you could say about Liverpool now. Is yes, of course, Virgil van Dijk is a huge miss for them. But when you look at Liverpool's front three they will outscore near enough every single other team that they face in the Premier League this season. So they'll probably be all right. And Mm. for me, probably still the favourites to win the league Mm. because of that, as long as that front three stay fit. Whereas when you look at City's team, with Aguero and Jesus out, of course, they still have incredibly talented forward players, but it isn't their strongest forward line. So... That's going to be damaging for City going forward for the rest of the season, I think. Mm-hmm. And and then you look at their, their run this this season so far. They've only won one in four matches. So that's not what Pep Guardiola wants to see all the City fans. It's not started as they'd expect. And when you look at them in the table, it just looks weird.
1: Yeah. I, I think that um, Pep, if he was allowed to travel, he would be on a sabbat girl right now. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. he would have already left. Yeah, <laughs> Messi in January. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because with Van Dyke being out as well, Uh, and I think this was perhaps the case anyway before his injury because, you know, Liverpool had a couple of weird results... I don't feel like there's a favourite at the moment. Mm. Like we can all look at who we think is going, to, is going to win the league before the season starts, and kind of stick to that for as long as it makes sense. But looking at this, looking at what we've seen in the season so far, nobody stands out as like an obvious winner, yeah. which is brilliant. Is, like you don't want great. someone to run away with it. And
1: it is a very strange season. But I think it, th- there is no excuse for the, that chasing pack not to have a real crack. Yes, yeah, this. yeah. It's, absolutely. It's it's it's, it's, it's there it's for the taking. yeah, it's there for the taking.
0: It is. Um, I know the secret to West Ham's success under David Moyes. Oh, what is it? Custard. Sorry? Custard. 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 David yeah, Moyes' is guilty pleasure. He oh. was he was he was asked in a press conference that when he was when he was isolating at home, he had to do his food shop online. Right. And they said, Oh, what was your guilty pleasure? What did you always have in the basket in your food shop? And he said, Custard. I, <laughs> love, it. <laughs> cute, I it? love it. It's cute. I love it. I love my custard. Does surprisingly he want with adorable. I want uh, yeah. more I
1: want more information.
0: I want to know whether it's heated because yes. you have to heat custard. Cold custard, not for me. Canned
1: no. ambrosia or the posh stuff from Marks and Sparks
0: oh posh stuff for me Mm.
1: Mm. for you yes but for David Moyes I get
0: get the (laughs) feeling he's
2: probably not fussy about it
0: I wonder whether he stockpiled on custard
2: yeah does he does he powder does he make his own it's um, the thing that surprises me me most about it is that it's quite quite a bright food for David Moyes I imagine (laughs) like sort of wear sunglasses in a darkened room to sort of tone (laughs) it down a little bit you know let's not go crazy
0: (laughs) 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 are you custard on like an apple pie or cream
1: uh, I would flip between. Mm-hmm. I like both. What's wrong with it? Tip top. Never tip top. Tip top. It was like crap cream, <laughs> crap can cream, <laughs> crap can cream. Well, there I, you go. Tip top. I've never
0: even heard of that. Yeah, it was what, like it, it was cream.
1: No, it was thin. It was almost like U H. It was U H T cream in the nineties. <laughs> it was about the in time. Like an aerosol? It was no, 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 no. It was it was just a pod tip top can. Right. It was very working class. <laughs> God, it's was rem- probably delicious. It was pre cloudy lemonade, pre posh custard from Marks and Spencer's in a carton. It was pre all that. All that jazz, pre Ambrosia rice. It was pre all that.
0: <laughs> oh, lovely. lovely! David Moyes eating a bowl of custard. What a mm. lovely and sight. just like just grinning, just, grinning just, away. Just, just that's just his happy time. His best a wooden life. Sp- eating it
1: with a wooden spoon with three <laughs> bears, <And> <laughs> <laughs> dressed as a schoolgirl. Is it like
2: what's did, a fetish? Jules, did he specify what he likes it with, or is it mm. just a bowl of custard? Yeah, yeah.
0: not that I've seen. Unfortunately, no. I, the, the, I just saw a tweet from a journalist that said uh, I asked David Moyes. What he, what his guilty pleasure was, and he said custard. I love it.
1: I just, <laughs> I've just i got a, a wet room where I just sit down and just cover myself in it. thrash <laughs> cu- around like a big slug.
0: A custard bath.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> That's how he's turned the fortunes of West Ham around. Yeah. Just his big custard bath. <laughs> <laughs> it's his me time. That's where he thinks.
0: Oh, yeah. right. We've got to Ajax. 13, Venlo, nil.
1: Bit much, innit? Yeah, oh. it was a lot.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> it was a lot. now I see what Vish means by too many mm. goals. That's too many goals. Just behave yourself, Ajax. Yeah. Come on. <laughs>
2: I don't know if you saw the highlights, but my God, um, van low had somebody sent off, I believe four nil, but mm. still come still. on come on does,
0: does there come a point in these games where as footballers you reckon they feel a bit bad, but they think, well, well, we've gotta keep scoring because like we 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 can't not I was actually on air on b t on Saturday when this game was on, and uh I was told four nil um they've had a man sent off this could this could be anything, and I was thinking yeah, it could it could be, mm, but yeah. we've seen lots of games. And lots of teams go down to ten men, and and it's fine. The well, Spurs yeah. match last week. When yes, you thought yeah, you were exactly. Go score exactly. For fun. And uh, then the next thing you know, I'm being told in my ear because we didn't have a screen for this mm. this game, so I'm just being told to score in my ear. And by the end of going off air, it was twelve yeah. nil. And then the next time I checked my phone, I saw thirteen. I just thought, oh god, it's oh it's, oh it's not nice, is it? <laughs> it's
2: not premium. I, is I mean, it? I, I watched the highlights and Lucina Triori scored the last goal and celebrated like it was the first. Oh, no, um, really? Like, D- D- Daily Blind scored a, a pretty great goal and they were all celebrating like, yeah, this is amazing. Look, yeah. we're, we're thrashing them. Uh, it didn't look like those Ajax players felt bad about the whole thing, to be honest. There's <laughs> also a really strange situation where, I'm sure there's an explanation for it, but I, I have no idea what it is, where there was a, a car in a box in the stand. Oh,
0: yes, I saw oh, yes. that. It
2: almost looked like a big matchbox car, but like, like an well, it actual car. It looked like it had curtains. It looked
1: like it would yeah. just cut like a
0: little picture. Peep- but it was, a, was it a
2: prize for yeah. something I guess that's the most logical explanation
1: I suppose <laughs> but, why, but I have why no is
0: idea <laughs> yeah. how exactly. do they get it there, there? how it, do they get it there and how do like they that, get it out it's yeah.
1: like the Italian match where they brought that uh, the, the, the the scooter in didn't they do you remember I, what, the fans yeah, the threw fans a threw a scooter at someone, <laughs> at someone yeah <laughs> Amazing! It's pretty amazing that. <laughs>
0: yeah. What What is it doing there?
1: No, I, d- I don't know how it got in. Must be a crane, more. surely. I yeah. I can't figure it out. Yeah, they
0: get a crane onto the pitch and then put the car mm. into the box.
1: Maybe they did it with
2: four 0 Like, let's try and change <laughs> the narrative of this. Let's get everyone talking about this car.
1: Oh, look at the car. There was a, um uh, for 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 the, uh, the in in uh, Venlo squad is uh, a player called Iron Swinkles, which I very much enjoy. <laughs> I love that. Little Iron Swinkles.
0: Swinkles. There we go. Ajax thirteen Venlo nil let's see how they get on in the Champions League this week they've probably used up all their goals already (laughs) so uh, no need Mm. Um, right this is a great story we all love talking about Alan St. maximum he's always doing something interesting even if Newcastle are playing really boring football according to Kieran Dyer Um, (laughs) yeah his bricklayer mate who's been playing in Australia has signed for Newcastle
1: yeah I mean like this it's I mean he's very much a footballer that's done a bit of bricklaying rather than the other way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not Dave on the site who's a <laughs> bit a bit a bit cheeky with the ball but um yeah look Newcastle United's uh, game plan seems to be just keep Alan St Maximum happy and this yeah. keeps Alan St Maximum happy so well done then
0: I like this story though <laughs> I like so, it um, yeah. so yeah so basically um, Alan St Maximum's friend who plays out in the Australian fourth tier his name's Florent Indolesio he's a French player mm. uh, signed to Newcastle's under 23s for the rest of the season um, he was also working part time as a bricklayer alongside the football obviously to, mm. to get a bit of money in at the same time and he'd played with Alan St Maximum at the St Etienne Youth Academy um, so Alan Simaxman basically said, come on, get get him over here to train with us. So Steve Bruce says, all right, we'll have a look at him. So in training, he scores this bicycle kick, which is quite imp- I mean, any bicycle kick's impressive. Jim's not so sure.
2: Well, it was he was completely unmarked. And you're right, any bicycle kick is very impressive. I could not do it No. <laughs> that. Um, but
1: it, it, it was, he was very unmarked. Uh yeah, there's a, there a player on on guard. Let's say yeah, but yeah, it was it was a good finish. But again, it was in training.
0: And... Yeah, but it's it sold it to Steve Bruce. He thought, you know what, he's got a bit of talent. This boy, so <laughs> why not?
1: I love it. I mean, it's it's you know, it's goal, isn't it? <laughs> Just happening. <laughs> yeah, he did do quite a lot of bicycle kicks in goal. One, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. But oh. he, I think for for a bricklayer, if you check this uh, guy's um, Instagram, he spends a lot of time uh, tooting around uh, Dubai in a Ferrari. So I'm like, <laughs> right. I don't think it's a, a rags to riches story necessarily. <laughs> I weird. sold
0: it as one. You've ruined it. <laughs> You've absolutely ruined it. Uh, yeah. A nice little story, though. Um, he, he did say when he moved out to Australia to play football out there, he didn't speak a single word of English. The mm. only really things he knew how to say, were, well, he did speak a single word. He could say, hello, how are you? So that's maybe what, four words?
2: Yeah, (laughs) so he basically just learned loads of... Australian swearing <laughs> I can't wait I hope this guy's a success he's going to be great yeah he said
0: I learned English on a construction site with my boss and all the bricklayers yeah wow I wonder whether Aussie construction sites are similar to the English ones any Aussie listeners can you write in and let us know what it's like mm. let's
2: assume so I mean mm. there's a uh, I have quite a few Australian friends so I've learned some of their ways go on and uh, there is a phrase meaning I'm not here to, to muck around which is I'm not here to fuck spiders um,
1: <laughs> what what's the what's no no
2: idea, right. no idea. Um, presumably this is you know Florin Indelaceo's, um you know <laughs> MO as well he's, yeah, not, yeah. Here he's not here spiders. to fuck spiders he's, he's, here to, he's here to earn a contract <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh I love that it's great isn't it <laughs> oh come on send us in some more great stuff from um, the construction site <laughs> yeah. if you live out in Australia any more of those sayings <laughs> <laughs> oh, this might
2: be the da- most dangerous
1: call to arms yeah. we've ever put out do you not get enough on your DMs <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did not request them to my DMs <laughs> show <laughs> at footballramble.com
1: do you like custard, Joe?
0: <laughs> Do you want to be gunned and custard? Gunned and custard. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> um, right, we'll leave it there for today before I, mm. I get even weirder. Um, tonight, it's Brighton against West Brom. Oh! Four-
2: 14.95? All the Albions. <laughs> well, two of them two of them
0: fourteen <laughs> ninety-five. are you going to pay it,
2: it uh, no, 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 I'm I'll not I'm, so, I'm certainly not paying 14 I'm I'm not the know, 95 for th- Brighton West Brom don't
0: think anyone will <laughs> <laughs> not even me um, also Burnley against Tottenham hopefully we'll see some goals in that one tomorrow's yeah. show Marcus Luke and Vish are going to be here to look back at those two Premier League matches they'll also start previewing what's happening in the Champions League this week should be another exciting week um, and that's all from us Pete say bye au revoir Le Cement. Oh, Jim, say (laughs) bye. Bye. And bye from me and my custard (laughs) bath.
1: This was a Stakhanov production and part
0: of the Acast Creative Network.